0: The only way you get 20% off is to go to com slash ETM and enter code ETM at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash ETM. Go to com slash ETM and use code ETM for 20% off. Is now the right time to buy a house or should you just wait? We're making the case on today's episode for why buying a house could be one of the best investing decisions you'll ever make. Millennial Money with Shauna Compton-Games. It will expand your brain. Maybe you're wondering when the right time to buy a house is or why you should even consider buying a house in the first place. The good news is that you're not alone, and we all have these questions and doubts, to be honest. But last week, we talked to Carrie from Unison about the powerful ways to afford buying a home without saving 20% down payment. So on this episode, we've got another fantastic interview with Jerry Bouchard. He's both a real estate agent and someone who understands the power of leveraging his money which is why he chose to work with Unison to buy his house. You're going to love this episode. Whether you own a house now or buying one is on your to-do list for the future. So remember to share this episode with a friend and anybody who wants to learn more about buying a house. Let's dive in. Jerry, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you. You know, as we... As we enter 2019, so many listeners have this big goal of buying a home. They're not even quite sure if they should do this or if it's feasible to buy a home. We've seen the interest rates rise over the course of this year. What do you think is on the horizon for, for 2019? And and what would you say to that person that is still having that nagging question of, is this the right time to buy?
1: It's a It's a... very good question. It's a very common question. And generally, my experience, I'm I'm a real estate agent. I also also am an investment advisor as a stockbroker investor for 25 years. Most people tend to invest and make big decisions by looking in the rearview mirror. They're looking at history to to try to make a decision about going forward. Uh, Yeah, interest rates are higher than they were a year ago. But they are historically very, very, very low compared to where they have been 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Um, I bought a condominium in 2007 and my mortgage was slightly under 8%. Wow. So when you're talking about four and a half, maybe five, that's 60% of where they were 11 years ago. So interest rates are still low. Sure. It's still a good time to buy. Um, we have to me, especially in California, especially in a place like San Diego, to me, it, the clock is ticking. We had 15 million Californians in California in 1960. We now have 40 million. They didn't make more coastline. Not that I'm <laughs> aware of. We're going to have 60 million by 2050. You can look it up. National Association of Realtors, Census Bureaus, it's gonna go higher. So as much as people talk about moving out of California, we got a lot of people moving into California. We got 5,000 refugees at the border trying to climb the fence right now. We've got people coming out of the Far East, China, Japan, Russia, coming to the United States, they're coming to the shorelines, West Coast, East Coast. And you got this great transfer of wealth from elderly population to younger populations of assets, stock markets 25,000 10 years ago it was 6500. So you've got a lot of wealth out there. 40% of our transactions are cash. 10 years ago it was 3% in San Diego. 40% cash.
0: That is amazing. And that's money
1: that right? I call that sticky money. It's money that's not dependent upon a job, a paycheck to make the mortgage payment because there is no mortgage payment. So somebody who had a thousand shares of Amazon ten years ago at now seven dollars has a thousand shares at fifteen hundred dollars, twenty and a half million dollars. So why not take a little bit of money and buy a condominium in San Diego? <laughs> so, I, I
0: would have loved to have, have ridden that that Amazon wave myself.
1: <laughs> well, they call the Fang stocks: Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google. Pick your poison. If you had any of those, you've got a lot more wealth now. And some of that money is transferring into real estate. 40% of the transactions are cash. So I I, I shudder, and, and I have a son who's out of the Marines, trying to help him buy something in San Diego, because if he doesn't do it, I think soon, he'll be living in an inland state, New Mexico, Utah, Wyoming, Idaho—nothing no, wrong with those states—but he won't be living anywhere near the coastline. He won't be able to afford it. So the affordability factor is a challenge. So I, by waiting, I think you—what if—what if you're wrong? What if—what if asset prices go higher? What if we've got ten percent of all the real estate transactions last year were done by foreign nationals? That was up three hundred percent from the year before. You That's got money incredible. coming out of Europe. Yeah. You got money coming out of China, India, Russia, Eastern Europe European countries, and they coming to the United States. So that didn't happen ten years ago. It didn't happen five years ago.
0: And why why is so, that happening? Why is that the money pouring into real estate here in the United States?
1: It's secure, it's political uncertainty, it's the uh it's a lot of things China has opened up. And so you have a lot of Chinese investors have the opportunity to get their money out of China because just they never know. Their fear is that the door shuts and they didn't get the money out. So and I'm not just talking about California, Canada. In Vancouver and Toronto, the Canadian government has instituted a 15% foreigner tax. So if you buy a property in Vancouver or Toronto and you're not a Canadian citizen, they're going to charge you 15% tax. So if you buy a million-dollar condominium in Vancouver, ah, but you're from Hong Kong, it's 1150000 Same thing in Toronto. They're trying to slow down the market because money's flowing into, in that, in that case, Vancouver. Um, somebody puts $100,000 into a bank account in Vancouver, they basically get a Canadian visa. So it's an opportunity for somebody from the Orient to get another citizenship. Same thing in Russia. We saw that the last 15 years. Same thing with the Brexit country, the Brexit situation in England and European Union. Having the opportunity to buy Manhattan real estate, San, Los Angeles real estate, San Francisco real estate, San Diego, Vancouver, people are taking that opportunity. So if you're a local, somebody from San Diego, and you're waiting for the market to come back to you, I fear that you may be missing the boat. You may be looking on the sidelines and living in Las Vegas or Phoenix and driving out here in your Winnebago and talking about the days when you could have bought this and that at much cheaper prices.
0: Those are, those are amazing points. So what about listeners? We have a lot of listeners who have not purchased their first property uh, this may seem obvious, but what are some of the benefits of, of purchasing a house? If you're sitting there and you're renting and maybe you're mm-hmm. you're comfortable with the rent, why would you, other than the, the things you already mentioned, what are the benefits sure. really?
1: Well, Shauna, that's a good question. So it, very often paying rent can seem like, well, I don't have the hassle of home ownership, and it's just a decision I don't have to make. It's, it's the old someday. Well, someday I'm going to write a novel, and someday I'm going to play the piano, and someday I'll buy a house. So paying rent kind of gives you kind of a, kind of a hall pass. But it's a mistake. So remember, rent, when you pay rent, you're using after-tax dollars. So if you pay $2,500 a month in rent, you really had to earn about almost $3,300, pay the tax on it to have 2500 So right away, you can't look at a $2,500 rent payment versus $2,500 mortgage payment. Because a mortgage payment, the interest on a mortgage is deductible. You use pre-tax dollars. And so you have to look at your tax return. So uh, I just looked at some statistics a few minutes ago, Sean. A two-bedroom Thousand square foot condominium in downtown San Diego right now. The cheapest two bedroom is twenty five hundred dollars. That's wow. the cheapest one, and it quickly gets to three thousand dollars. And there's that fact, there's only seventeen below three thousand dollars in downtown San Diego. we we're, we're expensive. We're nowhere near as expensive as San Francisco, or Seattle, or Santa Monica, in, in my market, San Diego. I think. We're the cheapest major metropolitan city on the West Coast. Vancouver, Seattle, San Francisco, Santa Monica, Newport Beach, Laguna Beach. I haven't gotten anywhere as as cheap as San Diego. So as a homeowner, John, you get the tax write-off. As a renter, you're using after-tax money. As a homeowner, you participate in the appreciation. So if you put 20% down, you're basically getting the appreciation on – Five times that. You buy a five hundred thousand dollar home or a condominium. You put a hundred thousand dollars down, and that condominium goes up three percent. Well, it went up fifteen thousand dollars on your hundred thousand. So that's like fifteen percent. Right. So you, you get the you get the you get the leverage. You know, with Unison, Unison, they're your partner. They're helping you step into a home that maybe you, you may not be able to afford on your own, but by bringing them in, as I call it the rich uncle, uncle Unison, as bringing them in, they transition you from a renter using after-tax dollars to a homeowner. You get all the mortgage deduction. You don't give that to Unison. You get all of it. So we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about how Unison works, but Unison puts you in a position on an after-tax basis, to be far ahead of where you would be as a renter, and you get the upside. You get some upside.
0: That's that's amazing. Yeah, cool. you're you're a customer of Unison, and you've had clients mm-hmm. yourself who have worked right. with Unison. I would love to know kind of the dish. Uh, what what's the process like? What was your experience like? You know, tell me sort of the behind the scenes information.
1: Sure. So I just bought a condominium um, in early May. It was $838,000. I had 20% down. Uh, I brought Unison in for 20%. So I didn't really need Unison to get the financing. Although I am self-employed, as low as interest rates are, it's incredibly difficult to get a mortgage right now. Yes, Much harder than it was 10 years ago. 10 years ago, if you could fog a mirror, you
0: could get a mortgage.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, Now, you've got to prove your debt-to-income ratio is below 45%, which means if all your debts add up to $4,500, you've got to earn at least $10,000. Your FICO score, credit scores have got to be pretty high, 700 or higher. Um, you you really got to go through a lot of hoops, especially if you're self-employed where you write things off, as I do. So I brought in Unison. Unison, They put up $167,000. I put up $167,000, so we're the same thing. Now they'll get three and a half times that 70% of the upside. But what I get is I'm not paying interest on their $167,000. So figure four and a half percent. Right. I'm saving myself $7,500 a year in interest.
0: That's sizeable. I can
1: have that money. It's very sizable. And I could have that money for 30 years as long as I live in the home. That's $225,000 I'm saving right now. And as a former full-time investment professional, I would think I should be able to do better than 4.5% on that 167. I should be able to invest in the stock market or somewhere, buy other real estate, and do better than 4.5%. So I was happy to bring Unison into my purchase.
0: We'll get into more with Jerry after I answer and Ask Shauna question, and I thought this one was a perfect fit for this episode. And it comes from John and Lori. And John and Lori say, hey, Shauna, okay, don't judge us, but we love listening to your podcast separately, and then we come home and talk about each episode. It's a great way for us to have a regular money date and talk about the topics we might be intimidated to approach otherwise. So thanks so much for opening up the conversation with us. You talk about a lot of different topics and ideas on your podcast, which is great because we would not know where to turn to hear all this information anyway. My question is, how do we know what is the right thing for us? The right product for us, the right idea for us, the right solution for us. I know that sounds strange, but any advice you could give would be great. Thanks and please do keep up the podcast forever. We always share the episodes and it's cool to get educated on stuff we never knew so much about. P.S. Love the episode about health savings accounts. Who knew? <laughs> I love that. Thanks so much, John and Lori, for sending that question in. And I think that's a really great question because it, it's a tough question to answer and it's really easy to listen to a podcast episode and think, well, that has nothing to do with me or, oh my gosh, she's talking exactly to me. And I think the thing to keep in mind is you will never know 100% of the time what the right money decision is for you. And that is me being as honest to you as I can possibly be. As a certified financial planner, the job really is to come in and see everything from a different angle, a different perspective, and then Offer an action plan and things that you might not see, but that's not foolproof. And that action plan, it only exists in that moment in time. The moment you start putting more in your retirement or you start paying off more debt, everything changes. So that's why it's so tough to nail down exactly the right thing for you because it's always changing. So I think you really have to start with your goals and the vision you have for your life. And my my opinion, my advice is write out all of those things, write out what you want your life to look like. And it's going to change all the time. So you're constantly going to be updating your goals and your vision. But those goals, they give your money direction and really a way of deciphering what makes sense, what might be the right decision for you. And you can create a little action plan for yourself. That's what we do, and we do this every single month. It's a different plan. So some goals, they stay on for the entire year, and some goals fall off. Sometimes we say, okay, this was maybe a goal a few months ago, but it's not a goal now. So let's take that off the list. And also the vision for your life can change depending on your situation, whether you get married or you start a family or maybe you get laid off, or maybe you just want to <laughs> blow up your life and try something new. I've certainly done that myself. And sometimes that's what you got to do in life. But my job really is to bring you lots of ideas, lots of product ideas, lots of stories, inspiration, apps, you name it. And then you take what works for you and throw out the rest for sometime when it does make sense. Maybe that's not something that you should do now or maybe that's not a money move or decision or goal you should be focusing on now, but maybe it might be something in the future and so you can come back to that episode and come back to that information and that knowledge. Also, just a, a word of advice. This sounds obvious, but before you jump into anything, before you decide to sign up for anything. And this can go for something as simple as a bank account to something as big as, as buying a house. Really check things out for yourself. If you hear a podcast and you like the idea or the product, do your own research. Come up with a list of pros and cons and then make a decision from that. Weight against your goals and weight against the vision that you have for your life. And you also have to check every single thing out. I'm a huge proponent and fan of constantly telling you to dig deeper. So we only have so much time on these podcast episodes, but dig underneath the surface. Find out what fees are. Find out what the pros and cons are. Find out whether it's something you want to put your money towards or in because that's really important for you to do that due diligence. I mean, you work hard for your money, so it would make sense that you do that. And it's personal finance, so what works for me doesn't work for you and vice versa, but that's what's cool. We all have this different vision of life and and we're going to care about different things. So, at the end of the day, I want you to rest your head on the pillow and say, "Yeah, I learned something new today on the podcast." But Maybe it's not for me, or maybe I learned something new, and maybe it's the best thing since sliced bread and helps you achieve something that you didn't know you could do otherwise. So I hope that makes sense, and I know that doesn't help you figure out what the best thing is for you, but that's where you come in. That's the you part. It's it's your goals, it's your life, it's your vision, and it's up to you to figure out, yeah, this works, or nah, I'm just going to save that for later. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's monarchmone dot slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. That makes this holiday season a great time for a bedding upgrade for you or a loved one because there's nothing like sinking into the incredible feeling of five-star hotel sheets at home that are also affordable. I've been raving about my brooklinen.com sheets since we slipped them on the bed earlier this year because they're so comfy, soft to the touch, and I just can't imagine sleeping without them. Brooklinen sheets were named the winner of the best online bedding category by Good Housekeeping. They have 30,000 five-star reviews more than any other online bedding company and half a million happy sleepers and counting. And they've got more than just sheets, too. Their towels, robes, candles, sleep masks, and more also make for great gifts this holiday season. My Brooklinen sheets are the best, most comfortable sheets I have ever slept on. And now is the time for your upgrade. Brooklinen.com is giving an exclusive offer just for my listeners. Get $20 off and free shipping when you use promo code mymoney at brooklinen.com. And Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. The only way to get $20 off and free shipping is to use promo code mymoney at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code mymoney. Brooklyn, and these really are the best sheets ever. Welcome back. I know you're getting a lot out of this episode, so don't forget to share it across social platforms. We would love to know what you think of this episode. So, okay, let's get back into it. Were there any points where you were, you were trying to figure out, obviously, you have the experience and the expertise, and a lot of listeners don't. This is kind of a new process mm-hmm. for them. What was your decision criteria of deciding whether to use them or, not, or what advice would you give to somebody who is fresh, who is new to this, this terminology and new to down payment assistance?
1: Well, yeah, it is, I, mean, I, I wouldn't even call it down payment assistance because it doesn't – yes, for some people that need, that don't have the 20% down payment that's traditional – if you, if you put up, you could buy a home with less than 20%, you could buy a home with 3%. Um, if you're a veteran's administration eligible, if you're a former military, uh, you could buy a home with basically nothing down. But once you pay, once you're buying a home with less than 20%, you have private mortgage insurance that you have to pay, which could be three to $7,000 a year. Um, so in that case, yeah, you could call it down payment assistance. It, in my case, You know, it wasn't, it was basically bringing in a partner. Um, I've used it with other people that had all the money for a purchase and we still brought Unison in because they felt that their own money would be better deployed somewhere else. I would say to somebody out there, this is the new financial technology, FinTech world, and this is an option to consider. It's not an absolute, but why not consider it? Why not go in with an open mind? You don't have to do it. Why not think about it and and see where it might make sense for you? Perhaps it helps you buy a home that you couldn't otherwise afford. Perhaps it gets you from a down payment that's less than 20% to more than 20%. So you're not paying private mortgage insurance. In in my case, I'm basically borrowing $502,000 versus borrowing $670,000. So it's a lot easier to qualify for a lower mortgage amount than a higher mortgage amount for anybody. So it would just made the application a little easier. So there's lots of places where I bring up unison to every potential buyer of real estate. Just as a FYI, I just wanting to tell you about this program called unison. Something you might want to consider. Here's how I might see it for you. I don't have a dog in the hunt. I don't make anything on this, but I want you to just be aware of it.
0: That's great. That's great information. And and you talked a bit about leverage, which I'm a certified financial planner. That's obviously Mm -hmm. uh, a word that I understand well. And, you know, what is the power in your opinion of leverage of using someone like Unison or, you know, leveraging your money in a a smart way?
1: Well, it's, this is to me. You, you, there are there are there's that argument. The market has risen since 2008, 2009, when we had a lot of foreclosure short sales, and so people are looking back on the recent history. Um, so to to alleviate some of that fear with people, I say, well, if you feel that way, but you really do see the benefit of owning a home from all the right reasons. Uh, the tax deduction, control of your own destiny. You know, with, when you pay rent, you're not in control at all. Next year, the landlord's going to raise the rent, raise the rent, raise the rent, raise the rent. Maybe he wants to uh, move his nephew in or maybe he wants to move in. You're out of a, you know, that's why I think rent control could be very, very dangerous. You You get complacent.
0: <laughs> Instead of
1: buying the home, you say, oh, I got rent control. I've got to stay here. And 15 years into it, they sell the building and you're out and you've got to live in the reality of what's real at that moment. Um, so do, I tell people do whatever you can to own a home. And if Unison helps you get there, you've just put yourself in a position to continue to appreciate control your destiny, get the tax write-offs. But if you really feel that the market's high and the market may pull back a little bit, well, Unison shares in the loss. Shares and the downside also. So, doesn't that make some sense? And to get more people into the boat with you, it gives you, you got the upside, you got some downside protection, you're not using all your capital, all your payments now are tax deductible. You you get a seven year fixed rate mortgage or a 30 year or 15 year fixed rate mortgage. You know what your payments are going to be every year going forward. Whereas with a rent situation, you have no idea what they're going to be going forward. So you've, you've got so many reasons to consider it. So, so I, Sean, I tell people, well, you've got to think about this. I, you don't have to do it, but why not?
0: That's such a great point. You know, why not? Why not consider all your options? Why not look at every option available to you and figure out, you know, whether it makes sense? And I, I- I want to ask you this, Jerry, because we've actually never had a real estate agent on the podcast before. And there are a lot of myths about working with a realtor. What are some of the biggest myths you heard? Can we can we debunk some of those?
1: <laughs> well, um, you know, I hear all sorts. I mean, every profession got the, the, the profession jokes about the profession. You <laughs> could be a lawyer, you could be a doctor, you know, but it doesn't matter. But I mean, some of the Some of the facts, you know, I I would say that are out there is that real, it's true. Most real estate agents, a lot of them have never bought a home. So I think it's important to deal with somebody who has had experience with this. One of the myths out there is that every real estate agent thinks it's always a good time to buy and it's always a good time to sell. That's not necessarily true. I mean, every market is different. Um, I I don't, I don't really know what all the the other myths are, but um, I'm, I'm sure they're out there. And I think it's important to deal with somebody who, you know, has integrity, but also has understanding. It is very often the biggest financial decision you're ever going to make. I get that 100%. It's, uh, I remember the first home I ever bought, it was a $159,000 condominium in Alameda, California, East Bay of San Francisco. Wow. And I laid in bed, I laid in bed all night long. I put 10% down. I laid in bed all night long with cold sweats. Thinking, My God, I owe $142,000. <laughs> I owe one hundred forty-two thousand dollars. I'll never pay it up. Oh my god! And I sold that home. Remember, I paid one fifty-nine. I sold it three years later for three hundred one thousand dollars. Wow! So that one hundred forty-two thousand dollars is my profit on my fifteen thousand nine hundred dollars. Booyah!
0: That's a nice, that's a nice uh, score there.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that three hundred thousand dollar condo is a town home, three bedrooms, two floors, big yard, it's probably worth seven hundred thousand dollars now. So that's the power of the leverage. So, you know, ask you know, whoever real estate agent you're talking to, you know, what their experience is, has been, kind of, in, in buying real estate. What what is what's their experience in finance, if they have any? You know. Uh, we're not here to, to steer people into getting a mortgage or finance that they really can't afford. But I think it is part of my job to explain that there are options out there to consider. And if that helps the client make, get to their goal. So be it. Fantastic. That's great.
0: Yeah. That's, that's such great advice. Well, Jerry, you have provided us with so much information. I love it. If you could leave the listeners with one pearl of wisdom, one tip about their home buying experience, what would it be?
1: Try to really understand if you're, if you're considering buying, buying home or you're or being complacent about renting. Really try to understand what it is you're paying for, because the rent is after tax, and I'm amazed how many people don't really understand that. There are t- two tax forms, and when you're a renter, you get the short one, which basically says I earn this much, I pay this tax, and then the rest I The whatever I've left is for beer, chips, and salsa, as we say in Mexico, BCS, and rent. When you're a homeowner, it asks you what deductions you're declaring. And you go to Schedule D and you write off mortgage interest, the first thing, any fees and points, next thing. And you do that before you pay the IRS, the franchise tax board, So really understand what it means to rent and that. You may be postponing a decision and it may be the most expensive decision you're postponing. Cause as, as the property you would have bought gets going more expensive and more expensive, and as your rent gets higher and higher, it's, it's like chasing a balloon. It's just out of becoming out of your reach. Don't, don't delay. It's important to get on the bus, buy something, something of good quality. And if unison can help you do that, consider it. Why not? Cause as a renter, You pay that rent with after-tax money, and you have zero upside, and you're not in control of your destiny.
0: Hey, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Remember to subscribe to the podcast. It's absolutely free, and you'll make sure you never miss an episode of Millennial Money. You can also listen to all our episodes on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, and Pandora.